Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. We all know of Disney's Aladdin. It's a fun, adventurous, animated movie. But the most famous character of the film isn't Aladdin, nor is it even Jasmine. It happens to be Genie. A big, blue, fun, humorous Genie. But what if I told you that Genies in reality aren't portrayed in the same manner in ancient texts? What if I told you that Genies hold a bad reputation? What if I said that Genies are notoriously evil and demonic by nature. Would you believe me? Let's find out. Now Parachute presents the history of the Jinn. What's up, folks? My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to Parachute Radio on the Parachute an odd song to have for the <laughs> intro there. <laughs> it's something I haven't used yet, so I just went. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Here we are, another yeah. week of Paratooth Radio. <laughs> another wonderful evening. How is it up there in North Dakota, Justin? It's rather chilly. Mm-hmm. I enjoy chilly. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Temperature chilly. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Yes. Temperature chilly? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's been nice over by you, though, still, right? Uh, it has been. Uh, it's been a little cool over the week. Temperatures right now are fluctuating, so we're in that between stage. We're transitioning from winter to spring. So, you know, you have days where it's like... 60 to 70 or so, and then you have days where it's just in the 40s, uh, you know, 45 or so, and then just back up to the 50s and 60s, and we just keep getting the fluctuation. After all, it is March 6th, which means we are just two weeks away, approximately, from spring, <laughs> which we know is March 20th, which is three days before May, which is why we have spring, because I am a bundle of beauty and joy. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that is that is that not why we have spring? <laughs> That's not why we have spring. Oh, I thought that was it. <laughs> but the twentieth oh. actually lands on Easter this year too. Ooh, that'd be cool. It'd be fun. Get Easter and spring at the same time. Or I'm sorry, the twenty second lands on Easter. I'm sorry. No, you failed me. I'm, no, why am I off on that? Oh, the 27th. I'm sorry. 
the twentieth would be the week before. I was looking at our schedule of shows. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to take over. <laughs> uh, so we, we just wouldn't have a show, okay? <laughs> yeah, we, oh, whatever. Be quiet. <laughs> well, I'll. <laughs> Uh, we should do that for a week, where I take over your side of production, you take over my side with all the creative aspect in regards to, you know, our little skits and whatnot and music. There would Although, be, there would be no background noise for the, the random fact or or the yeah, uh, paranormal headlines and or, you know, the, uh, the uh, little intro that we usually have you do would just be, I just like, screw it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, it's one of those weeks, as always, and we're in that mood. Today's going to be a fun day, as always, and we are speaking of a, on a particular topic. They're always particular topics, but this is very specific uh, in nature uh, because it could, you know, I think oftentimes Justin and I speak on topics that can range pretty broadly you know i think there's there's oftentimes especially with uh cryptids you know we'll, we'll constantly say cryptid over and over and over but even when we were talking about the werewolf last week we can actually break that down into other subcategories of what a werewolf is and the branches and so on and so forth this one is a little more specific though we are talking about the gin and of course the gin has it goes by a couple of different spellings. It's, you know, J-I-N-N. The most common version that I've noticed is D-J-I-N-N. That's the one that I usually use. Uh, <clears throat> and a few others out there, which I don't, it's not, I don't find it that important to go through all of the spell, spellings of the jinn. But it is important to know that jinn is the plural word for this particular entity. But as a single entity, it's known as a genie. Uh, which again is spelled in a number of different ways. Your typical genie, G-E-N-I-E. And then of course you have it just like Jin or Jin with just by adding an I on the end. So J-I-N-N-I or D-J-I-N-N-I. Um, <clears throat> the Jin is very interesting by nature because this particular cryptid, I'm like, it's not a cryptid, I'm sorry, but this particular entity is what I meant to say, goes back more than just centuries. This goes back to ancient times. And of course, I know, you know, Justin and I both know, not everyone listening believes in a creation worldview. Creation worldview meaning, in my opinion, that the earth is only 10 to 15,000 years old, maybe. But I know that some people out there believe that the world and the universe is much, much older, such as millions. So in that case, I'm even going to go ahead and say that the jinn goes back millennia, which we know werewolves and some mummies and a couple other different cryptids uh bigfoot definitely does not go back nearly as far right this is coming from ancient texts uh, but in particular it's most commonly referred to in the quran as a whole the quran and the holy bible are two completely different books talking about two completely different gods um and i know a lot of people out there claim that they're the same god in both books but it's not. And you really have to dig into the stories themselves to really understand and fully appreciate um, who the real God is. And of course, I'm going to stand here or sit here in this case and tell you that it's the God of the Holy Bible. 
I'm putting that right out there right now. I'm not even going to bother arguing. Um, but this is about the jinn. And the jinn are commonly, most commonly referred to in the Quran. Just as demons are very commonly referred to in the Holy Bible. Some will say that they're, in fact, most will say that they're two completely different entities. There's some that will say that a jinn is nothing like a demon, even though it has very similar attributes uh, that demons have and characteristics. I, on the other hand, see a very, very, very close similarity between jinn and demons. They just go by two different names. In particular, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just rattle this off real quick and then turn it over to you, Justin. Okay. To get your thoughts, but one thing in particular is that the jinn grant wishes on occasion, but they always have a trickster side to them. So even though they grant wishes for people, there's always something in it for them. And when you break it down and you look at the theology through the Holy Bible, you start to realize very clearly that demons do the exact same thing. They will often come to you, uh, give you what it is you desire, but then there's always a repayment for them. Uh, so some call this selling your soul, especially when it comes to crossroad demons. If you believe in the, you know, the so-called crossroad demon, not necessarily that I do or that Justin does, but we know that there are demons out there that are willing to make deals or that the devil himself has made deals. And we've talked about that in the past, but um, whether or not you can really sell your soul is another thing altogether. But the fact is that demons and jinn are both willing to give people humans things that they desire in return for something else, uh, something that's going to be uh, beneficial to the demon itself. Especially when we think of trickery, but I guess the best way to think of trickery is like you get something that you really like, but that thing that you have trouble. Uh, people who are so excited about dogs, little puppies, which is great, get the puppy. They're all excited. Want to think about it? They just grab the puppy, and then the puppy starts taking things and peeing all over the house, and so on and so forth. And then they get rid of the puppy, uh, and, and it's really sad. People don't get rid of your puppies. It, yeah, I, I agree there. Don't get rid of your puppies. That hurts them terribly. You don't... How would you like it if somebody gave you up? We all know what that's like. Whether it be a parent that gave you up or whether it be a loved one that gave you up, you know, a uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, et cetera, et cetera, it hurts. And it hurts dogs, too, and any other animal. Ladies and gentlemen, first rabbit trail of the evening. You're welcome. So, support puppies. And oh. <laughs> on, I mean, on that rabbit trail, the one thing that you had shared on Facebook a couple of days ago about the puppy being shot with a BB. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, how sick are people getting nowadays? I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know. I can't stand people half the time. <laughs> it's true. These people are real jerks lately. Is it? Come on. Yeah. I, it's bad enough. That we're all hurting each other, but then you can go take it out on poor little animals. And this that dog in particular was a little right. dog. It, it was tiny a puppy. It was literally yeah. a puppy. Well, and then there was a story a couple a few weeks back of some dude who had a stray cat walking down the street, and the guy caught him over to the window 
So the cat came over to the window, meowing, probably thinking he was going to get food. It was cold outside. And the guy pours boil, a pot of boiling water oh. on top of the cat. Yeah, I saw that one, too. Yeah, you know, like, it's freaking sick. And then you post it on Facebook or... or yeah, TV and think it's funny. No. And, and we'll look what happens. You know, cops are out looking for you because you're an idiot. So, back to the gym. Speaking of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Demons. <laughs> Um, so there is this one thing, and maybe you came up with something different, Justin, but there is, I guess, some belief that the jinn can either be, uh, malicious or it can be good. It has a choice. And that sometimes there's bad, there's good, and then there's two that live on the edge, or one that lives on the edge. I mean, how do you feel about that? Or what do you? What did you find in your searches? Um, I've seen mostly that they could only be bad or good. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've never read the Quran, but from what I've heard, there are angels in the Quran. Um, but like in in the Quran, I think it's angels actually coming to. To Muhammad and giving him visions or whatever, kind of like it's supposed to be saying in the Bible as well. Um, so there are angels in there, but then there's the the jinn, and um, honestly, I think I mean uh, I was listening to uh, a podcast where uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley was on the show and. She made a very valid point, and this isn't, to my in my opinion, this isn't a point to say that the jinn and demons are two totally different things. But um, she, the question to her was, what is the difference between jinn and demons? And mm-hmm. she had said, well, I mean, that's a very fine line. Where does one end and the other begin? So, in my opinion, and she probably didn't mean this, but that sounded to me like, well, they're basically one and the same. You just call it one thing or another. Um, And all characteristics of a djinn and uh, it's different spellings and different spots in in the, the Quran, I mean, talk about it being either a trickster um, or you're making deals with it for a price um, there was a couple of legends, and I don't think this is in the Bible at all, but I saw that actually King Solomon was commanding jinn, not demons, like like uh, we've seen through the, the Lesser Key of Solomon and that sort of mm-hmm. a thing. Um, and it says, God gave Solomon a copper and iron magic ring that enabled him to sub, subdue jinn and which protected him from their powers. In some accounts, the ring was inscribed with a pentacle, uh, and in other accounts, it was set with a gem, probably a diamond, that had a, a living force of its own. With the mm-hmm. ring, Solomon branded the necks of the jinn and his as his slaves and set them to working building the first temple of Jerusalem and even the entire city of Jerusalem itself. Mm-hmm. So th- let's think about this for a moment in, in regards to God giving Solomon this this ring that's capable of subduing spirits. 
and controlling them, but protecting him at the same time. Yeah. Um, if you ask me, it seems extremely contradictory. Now, that particular story is not in the Bible at all. Uh, you won't find it. But that story does fully contradict what God tells us and what we're taught about in the scriptures. Even throughout the Old Testament, this is not just a New Testament thing, folks. This happens throughout the Old Testament as well, where God constantly tells the people of Israel, the Hebrews, not to talk to, not to interact with spirits of any type, whether demons, whether angels, whether human, it doesn't matter. He says to stay away. Don't count. Don't don't look to a medium for help. Don't talk to spiritists. Don't talk to witches of any or of any type. Stay away from it. Don't talk to spirits other than God. God is the only one you can talk to. And unless he sends an angel to you to speak on his behalf, which, by the way, throughout the Old Testament, you'll often see a, a small phrase that says, then the uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to so and so. Quick little interesting fact here. Whenever it says the angel of the Lord, that's actually Jesus Christ himself showing up in spiritual form. That's not actually an angel like Michael the archangel or anything like that. It's actually Jesus, uh, which is very interesting and something you should think about. And if you get a chance, look through the Old Testament and, or search it online and see how many times it says that an angel of the Lord or the angel of the Lord appears to somebody. It's really cool because Jesus is actually shown throughout the entire scripture, both through prophecy and in, I don't know what you I guess, reality or... You know, physical. I don't know what you would call it. Physical. Yeah, physical times, I guess. Sorry. Um, but um, anyway, because the Bible tells us not to associate ourselves with certain individuals and not to talk to or interact with spirits, what in anyone's right mind would make you believe that God would give Solomon the ability to conjure up these spirits and then will them to do whatever he wants. Right. When God has strictly prohibited every, everyone who knows him and loves him to remain free of them and stay away from spirits altogether. So, big contradictory there. Um, it, which is just one thing, big, 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 big thing that separates the Holy Bible from the Quran and separates the Christian God from the Muslim God. Two completely different gods. You can't be one and the same. So, well, and, I know it went off a little tangent there, right? And that's just on um, one site. And like I said, I didn't. I don't think that that particular story is in the Bible, or if it mm-hmm. is, maybe it's not in the canon uh, books that are with, within the Bible now. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, some of the other stuff that kind of links. Jin or Jin and uh, demons together is a lot of the names that you see. Uh, like there's one here. It's a story about about Solomon uh, about a jealous Dijini, sometimes identified as Asmodeus, and I've heard that name used as either Lucifer himself or a demon as well. Uh, stole Solomon's ring while he was uh, bathing in the River Jordan. The Dijini seated himself on the king's throne at 
his palace and reigned over his kingdom, forcing Solomon to become a wanderer. God compelled the Dijini to throw the ring into the sea. Solomon retrieved it and punished the Dijini by imprisoning him in a bottle. And that's kind of where the uh, genie in, in a bottle, you know, rubbed the the mm-hmm. bottle and you get your wishes kind of came from. Uh, the other name that I saw that kind of links to uh, the the jinn and demons is Iblis, or otherwise known as Azazel. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the only two that I came across that kind of link together that I've seen sort of the both uh, referred to in both jinn and, and demon lore. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, was it just that they were giving these things names in the Quran and in uh, ancient history, and it kind of, when it came to light that they were demons, kind of switched over, or was it something else? Um, well, if I'm understanding your question, I think I think that a lot of a lot of these stories that we see within the scripture and within the Quran and within uh, some of the other ancient texts that exist out there for other religions all come from uh, significant sources, sources of reality, sources of truth. But I think they're manipulated significantly um, over the years. Now, personally, based on what I know and based on what I've learned over the years as a Christian from what I've studied in theologies um, and just, you know, there's this thing called maps, okay? Uh, basically, it means manufa- uh, manufacturers. It means manuscripts, archaeology, prophecy, and statistics. Those four things help align the truths in the Bible and, and help you to understand uh, different things. For example... Uh, manuscripts, okay. It, it, these are things that are found out in the world that link to the scriptures. Okay, so these are things that we're starting to, that are solidifying. The Dead Sea Scrolls, for example, are one of those manuscripts. Um, it helped link the truth between reality and what was, what many people thought was a story in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It suddenly became a real thing. Uh, there's archaeology where somebody came across uh, David's sigil, sigil, David's sigil, uh, which only helped solidify again that King David was a real person. They did this, found the same thing with Solomon. Uh, they, they found the same thing with different cities that people believed weren't in existent in the Bible. They were just made up. But then as they're excavating a site, they find the, a plaque that this, uh, I think it was a stone plaque with all of the names of the cities inscribed on it. And they're like, oh my gosh, these are real places. Mm. And here they are, you know. So that's pretty much what maps is. And like, of course, the prophecy, we, we see what the prophecies say in the Holy Bible and we start comparing them to our history and we see that many of the prophecies in the Bible line up with history. Uh, and now, of course, some people say, oh, but not all prophecies do. Well, we don't know that for sure because not all prophecies have been proven to us. Like the ones that happened way back in Abraham's day, we may not be able to find the evidence of it in reality, like right here, right now. It might be long gone of any evidence. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. But I think the significant sources that we have to prove other prophecies had happened and the way the world is currently turning and going right now, based on what Revelation tells us, 
it's very clear that what the Bible says is 100% true and that everything is uh, come to pass just as it has said and will come to pass as it says it will. Um, so on that note, you know, I, that, that's why I stand by the Bible being 100% true. But that doesn't mean that other writings by other faiths don't have some sort of truth in it. You know, I mean, King Solomon is it, it, he's in the Quran. Now, whether or not the Quran is true about what it says about Solomon, which I don't think it fully is, we know for a fact that there was a King Solomon. I think there's two completely different views here, though. I, I think whoever wrote the Quran was either persuaded by a demonic entity to write something different, or they didn't have the facts. And so they came up with stuff. We learn the same thing with with uh, Noah's flood in different texts. You know, in our right. story, he made an ark. In other stories, it's a giant sea turtle that survived the flood. And so it's there's obviously some truths here. I believe the full truth is in the Bible, but I believe that there are truths, small truths, or I guess I should say, uh, writings based on truths in other script in, in other uh, you know ancient texts. They're just not, they're, unfortunately, a lot of it has been falsified. It's like we see with a lot of stories today. There's a lot of books and movies out that are based on true stories, but then people start suing people because guess what? Those true stories, there's a ton of creative rights that go into it. When a, when, when a production company says that a movie is based on a true story, that's all it is. It's based on a true story, but they can manipulate the actual story however they want because they have creative freedom to do that. So that, that's something that plays into uh, the Quran, for example, and what I think the names and the beliefs are about jinn and how they relate to demons. Okay, I think there's truth there. I just think it's been they've expanded it in different ways that just call aren't necessary. Something else. Yeah, just call them something else. Well, it's funny that you brought up the, the different things show up in the Quran as they do in the Bible and other texts. Because as I'm reading through some of this stuff here, it, it says that Allah created Adam. So Adam shows up in the Quran. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Again, I've never read the Quran, but I've heard that Jesus actually shows up in the Quran. But he's not mm-hmm. who the Bible says he is. He's just a prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, yeah, there. I mean, there are correlations, but in those correlations, the, the translation ends up to be something else from one book to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, and th- I mean that was kind of my my question because really there are no demon names in the Bible per se. You have mm-hmm. Lucifer, and then you have the multiple demons in the one guy, and they call themselves Legion because they are many. So in mm-hmm. a sense, they give themselves a name, sort of, but not really. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so yeah, that that was basically my question that. Do you, do you think that, that correlates at all with demon names compared to jinn names? Yeah. Well, and Beelzebub is another one that Satan goes by, which is also listed in the Bible as well, in the New Testament. Right. Um, so, so yeah, there are a number of different names for Satan himself. Because um, we know that he goes by many names. Uh, he does that. It, it's weird because we know that God, the Lord of heaven and earth, goes by multiple names. A multitude. In fact, I got a book called uh, a Bible called the Names of God Bible, and it goes through all of the different names that are used in the scriptures for Him, and uh, what each of those names mean. And it's really, really interesting. It's really cool. Uh, I often call God Abba, which just means Father. 
Uh, but, but that's something that is very often used by a number of different people within the scriptures. David used it. Uh, Jesus used it as well. He, he used it as he was on the cross. He, he cried, Abba. Um, but then we see how Satan also seems to have many names. Mm. And we start to see that, 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 that little bit of a, uh, Similarity between God and Satan, just in the fact that they both have many names. And of course, Satan is doing that on purpose because he believes that one day he can be and will be God. He believes that one day he's going to overthrow God. And so he's going to do everything he can to portray him in a sense, which is all going to, in the end, fail for Satan. But it's kind of interesting to me just to see those similarities because you kind of, we already, that's a good thing about reading the Bible. And especially being a Christian, is you already have an idea of who Satan is and what he's going to do. There's nothing hiding anymore. But um, I know that's a little off topic there. But yeah, you know, I think <laughs> the names change. You know, they, they have different names for different things, and unfortunately, those things become completely separate entities. That's why that's why a lot of people will say that jinn aren't demons and that there's no connection. But that's just another lie. It's false. You know, that's something that demons want you to believe. Well, yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of this, how it kind of, cor- how gin and demons kind of correlate together. Uh, but first, folks, we are going to take our first break. Uh, stay with us right here on Paratruth Radio, right here on PTRN. We are going to go to Eric's Random Fact today, and we will be right back. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. We all know that Colonel Sanders has a secret recipe for his finger-licking formula. However, were you ever aware at just how secretive it really is? According to MentalFoss.com, Colonel Sanders' finger-licking formula is locked away in a bank vault in Louisville, Kentucky. In fact, the KFC people are so serious about keeping the ingredients under wraps that two separate companies are used to blend the spices so that neither one of them possessed the complete recipe. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been talking about the gin and how gin kind of correlate, actually not kind of, they they really have a lot of similarities to demons. Um, and some stuff that I, I actually have been reading here um, that kind of solidifies that even more, especially in my mind, because... I can try and think that, you know, possibly jinn and demons are two separate entities altogether, and mm-hmm. maybe they they are, or maybe the jinn are a 
in the hierarchy of demons, and they classified them with this name, Jin. That's a good possibility, too. Um, but something that I was reading here, it says, uh, they're often portrayed as having a demonic-like appearance, but uh, they also have beautiful, seductive, sed- seductive <laughs> forms. Uh, the jinn are masterful shapeshifters. They are favored forms. Uh, their favored forms are snakes and black dogs, but they also can take the shape of humans, animals, ghosts, cryptids, and other entities such as uh, extraterrestrials, demons, shadow people, fairies, angels, and more. Mm-hmm. So, right there, it kind of tells you, and we've seen this with demon uh, encounters in the lore as well, that they will make you see whatever they want, uh, whatever yeah. shape they want. And we, we, we've, yeah, you and I have been over this numerous times, uh, both in regards to what it says in the Bible, but also, and I think more so, to what we've seen or people we know have witnessed in real life. Uh, just the way they see things that really shouldn't be there, like mm. certain creatures, uh, and whatnot. And <clears throat> the whole black dog thing, you know, which happens to be there one moment and gone the next. Right. Um, but, you know, through, through the scripture, I know we've said this before, but it's always it's always nice to go ahead and just say it again. In the very beginning, uh, in Genesis three, for example, Satan appeared to Eve as a snake, as a serpent, uh, and we know that Satan was the serpent. You know, some people say, "Oh, the serpent was completely separate from Satan; it wasn't Satan," but it was because then we see later on in scriptures that when it's talking about Satan. It says this old serpent himself. We see that in the book of Revelation. It says that then the devil, the old serpent himself, so on and so forth. So he shows up as as a snake. We also know in, well, in Corinthians. I don't know about you, but I've never come across a talking snake with with legs and all of that. No, so. no. <laughs> no, exactly. So as far as I know, there's no talking animals whatsoever, but the yeah. Bible does describe a couple of them, and they're usually linked with right. Lucifer right. or demons. Yeah. And people, you cannot argue that those talking animals on YouTube, you know, the ones saying hello and stuff, are really talking. Come on. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't make that argument, please. Or you um, see the ones that people are voicing over the the ones that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse fourteen says that Satan himself can masquerade as an angel of light. That goes right along with what you just read to us, you know, and the fact that there's uh, a beauty that they can take form as, uh, and obviously if Satan can do it. Which, by the way, this this passage continues on. It says the Satan himself masquerade as an angel of light. Why not his servants, mm-hmm. you know, of unrighteousness, masquerade as servants of righteousness? Um, and that I think that goes both as a human in a human sense, but also as a spiritual sense. So it could be demons, or it could be uh, unrighteous humans that can masquerade as something good oh. when they're not, or somebody good. So yeah. There's similarities, man. You know, I think it's very clear. Uh, people will say that jinn can be, even though they're they're tricksters and they're evil and this and that, that jinn can be good, depending, you know. You don't get that with demons. It's bad and it's bad all the time. 
Well, and then there's angels. Yeah, with demons though, they can appear to be good, but they're well. Yes, they can be appear to be good. Well, and that's that's the difference because when you look at the lore for Jinn, even though the majority says that Jinn are evil, uh, it also says that, that there are some Jinn that are good, that are even considered angelic. Mm. Now it's saying that Jinn are angelic, and are therefore angels. We don't see that with demons. Demons are angels. They're not angelic. They can't be angelic. Angels and demons are two completely different entities now. Mm. Now, they were once angels, and they all fell, but they became demons when they fell. They're no longer angels. They can appear as an angel, but they're not the same thing. They, they've changed. Uh, and I know the scriptures tell us, or not the, I'm sorry, not the scriptures, but I know that some of these uh, sites that we look at, you know, and some of our research that we do in books and whatnot, tells us that some jinn have a free will. They can choose either good or bad at any given time. Mm. Free will doesn't exist in the spiritual realm anymore. I'm a strong believer of that. I think that when Satan fell and he took a third of the stars with him, that put a seal on everything. I think the angels once, at one time had free will, and that's why Satan fell. He chose to, he chose evil. And so they got cast out of heaven. And once that happened, God put a seal saying, okay, you chose, your free will was to choose evil, you and the other third of the angels, and the rest of my angels have chosen me. And that's the way it's going to stay forever. No angel will ever fall again, and any demons will never rise. Done. People, humans, he gives, is completely different toward. He gives us free will all the time, no matter what. And that free will sticks right until the day we die. And the moment our heart stops, and the moment our spirit leaves our body, free will is gone. Whatever you chose before the time that you died is what you get. And if you chose anything other than God, you end up in hell. As simple as that. But, yeah, I, I think there's a big... Obviously, there's big differences here between jinn and demons. It's I mean, yeah, the it's just one of those things. Different, but I mean, there's more that that correlates than than doesn't. Um, well, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. And uh, the the one and final thing I wanted to to address, which is this: where jinn are born from. It's said that mm. the jinn are born from a smokeless fire which in modern times we would be calling plasma. And where does plasma come from? Other than a, a laser, or that's how you make a laser, uh, <laughs> is center of the earth, where pe- most people believe hell is located. So mm-hmm. in a sense, wouldn't you think that they were born in hell? Uh not, not say, I mean, if jinn are completely different than, than demons, then no, obviously not. But, in a sense, it's kind of all pointing towards something that correlates with, with demons, and even though it's coming from the Quran, and the Quran and the Bible are two totally different things, there's a lot of stuff that are having, that are getting similarities with, especially with the jinn. Like Eric said, it's very few and far between as far as the Bible and the Quran are concerned. There are different things that correlate, but not not in the same light or not exactly the same. Um, right. So, to me, you know, that is... That kind of solidifies everything. 
yes, is a possibility that that jinn and demons are two totally different character beings. Um, in my opinion, I, I can't say that the jinn are not. I mean, they're, everything that you see that are it, that's in demonic lore is in the same thing that's in the jinn lore, other than some jinn are good. Well. Mm-hmm. They could have appeared good to most people, and then later on be like, "Ha gotcha." So uh, I think, I mean, there's no denying what what these things are. But if I'm wrong, I want somebody out there to tell me why they think I, I'm wrong and prove a valid point to me why these things are not the same thing as demons. Um, because I am more than willing to listen. I'm, I may not mm-hmm. agree with your point, but I'll at least listen to your point of view. You know, I, I look, we're just over halfway through the show, right? And I've got to say, we've already hit the nail on the head pretty darn good here yeah. when it comes to the gin. Um, the lore is out there. You know, yeah. You know, as Justin said... There are similarities between the jinn and demons. There are some dissimilarities. Uh, I think final opinion on my part, jinn and demons are one and the same. They just have manipulated people to the sense where they were able to or capable of telling those of the Muslim faith that they're not demons. They're something else. Sure, we can be evil. Yeah. But wait, there's some of us that are good. You can talk to us. You can rely on us. It's okay. But then we hear that they're tricksters as well. So now you're getting tricked because they just tricked you by telling you they're good when they're really bad. Scripture straightforward. The Holy Bible says demons are demons. They're going to be bad, period. No matter what they do or what they say, it's a trick. It's a lie. Satan is the master of lies, the great deceiver. That's what he does. He's a lion looking for a soul to devour. That's what he does. Yeah. Well, anyway, on that note, folks, I think we're going to take our second and, of course, our last break of the evening. We are going to take a moment and listen to Justin's Paranormal Headlines. Yay! (laughs) And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's going on, Parafans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Unicorn goes on the run from the police. A pony dressed as a unicorn managed to escape from a children's photo shoot in California last week. The pint-sized mythical steed, which came complete with a distinctive spiral horn and pink halter, disappeared from a house in the Fresno suburb of Madeira Ranchos last Wednesday evening. Local authorities pursuing the animal ended up taking four hours to track it down and required the assistance of a police helicopter with an infrared camera to help them to find it in the dark. The elusive pony was eventually caught after following another horse into a pen. I was standing with the CHP at the time and a call came over the radio that said the unicorn is in custody, said owner Sandra Booz, who had been taking pictures of the pony when it escaped. There was a huge sigh of relief, a few tears, and some laughter. 
Mystery symbols turn up at Colorado campuses. Students and teachers across Colorado have been encountering strange symbols at their universities. The ongoing mystery, which has been reported at the University of Colorado Boulder, Colorado State University, and the University of Northern Colorado, revolves around the discovery of flash drives, notes, and drawings left by an unknown individual with links to strange YouTube videos. The heavily edited uploads are undeniably creepy and difficult to decipher, but are believed to show whoever is responsible actually drawing the mysterious symbols at the university campuses. The videos also include strings of letters and numbers such as E23, E627, 18, 8, 42, 112. University officials have been working to investigate the phenomenon with the help of local law enforcement. However, the individual responsible has yet to be found. We are aware of the situation, said Nate Haas, a spokesperson at the University of Northern Colorado. Campus police have determined that there's no identifiable threat at this point. Students have also been attempting to decipher the clues, but have so far come up empty. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Welcome back, folks. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And I hope you enjoyed today's Paranormal Headlines. You are listening to Parachute Radio, and we are on the PTRN. PTRN? The PTR Network. <laughs> PTRN, PTRN Network, PTR Network, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> um, so, I would say that we are here at the end of our show. It's always, I've said this before, it's always a sad time after death. Just, you know, I'm starting to realize that the paranormal headlines always leads us into a downslope of stuff <laughs> and never an upslope. It becomes very slippery very fast. And I think we should change the paranormal headlines name. <laughs> well, what and I'm not exactly going to call it that would give it a happy spin. <laughs> See, well, that's the problem. There's nothing happy about it. <laughs> because it's like, oh, the paranormal headlines. This is really cool. This is interesting. Oh, it's over. Oh, it's at the end of the show. Oh, they're saying goodbye. Oh, they they, they just logged off. We have to wait another week. What do I do with my life now? I would suggest... <laughs> listening to the archive shows of Parachute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, can, we can call it Justin's Paranormal Slippery Slope. <laughs> Once you're on, there's no getting game over. That's it. Right to the end, you're riding it out. <laughs> right. Anyway. Well, since we are at the end, one thing I thought would be kind of interesting would be Say the djinn were really genies. They were these all nice things. They gave you the three wishes if you set them free. And God willed us to be able to talk to them and not get in trouble. 
mm-hmm. but you had some rules. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Okay, that's not the real rules. The real, the real rules that you'll most commonly hear is you can't wish, wish for more wishes and you can't wish for immortality. So mm-hmm. if you had three wishes, what would you wish for? Can't wish more wishes and can't wish immortality. The wishes part sucks. <laughs> I would probably never ask for immortality because that would eventually suck. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I would begin. Oh, wait, is this like just? I gotta be careful what I say. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so for starters, and this is probably a typical answer for anybody, is just, I, does it have to be specific at the moment? Specific? You can wish yeah. for whatever you want to wish for. All right, so we'll just start at, we'll say $6 billion. Okay. Okay. And, of course, it's not just to be, you know, some dude who sits out on the beach all the time and stuff. But to help further and build a production company for film and television and bring work to other people. Okay. And mostly myself, but other people too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's wish one. Wish two would be... Genie gave gave, gave Aladdin a longer time to figure this out. (laughs) Um. <laughs> oh, uh, for my pets to talk, any pet that I get would be able to talk in English, and they would understand English. But that kind of is <laughs> one or two English because yes, make it <laughs> that was talking so, Spanish. Hola, <laughs> uh, I get a Siberian husky, and you speak Siberian. <laughs> Whatever, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. It would probably. I think Siberia is is a big Russian, yeah, Russian or something. I think they probably speak Russian. Yeah. Any of our fine and lovely listeners out there who would like to tell us whether or not we're correct on that, (laughs) feel free. Um, We like to learn too. (laughs) And then my third wish. Man. Six billion dollars, and my animals can talk and understand me. I don't know if it gets much better than that. Third wish would be, you know what? Third wish, I guess, would be a po' boy sandwich. <laughs> yeah, always thinking with your stomach. I like. It. Hey, man. It was six billion dollars. I could get whatever the heck I want for the most part. Full <laughs> oh boy sandwich sounds still good. <laughs> well, if you had six billion dollars, you wouldn't be probably living in that's, Cleveland anymore to get those full boy sandwiches. That's true. So, which is why I'd have to wish for stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, three wishes that I would wish for is any book I I write is a success, and okay. as in success, as in it it got to the top charts of like New York best times uh, or bestseller uh, I would wish for a nice house to live in and I would probably wish for a huge studio for doing p- 
paratruth radio stuff. Oh, cool, cool. So what you're saying is you get all these things and then bug me for the money that I have <laughs> for when you want to buy something else. You're a jerk. <laughs> Typical co-host response. Well, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that is the Dijin. Uh Next week, we will be having on Sean Paul Murphy, who is a Christian uh, uh, cinematographer uh, and writer, so I'm sure him and Eric will have huge amounts of things to talk about. Indeed. Um, the week after that, uh, nothing is set in stone yet. Uh, but after that is Easter. Um, I was hoping to do the uh, the book. Uh, oh, what's the book that we were hoping to do for Easter? Um. Uh, oh, the case for Easter. Yeah, the case for Easter. I was hoping to do that, uh, but the author was was busy, uh, so he had declined. So we'll just do our nice Easter episode. Cool. Um, so on that note, folks, uh, unless you have anything more to add, no. All right. Oh, uh, I almost forgot. Uh, well, after last week's episode of the Beast of Bray Road, oh. mm-hmm. you guys heard Eric and I howl. <laughs> <laughs> so, I decided to propose a howling contest. If you would like a Paratruth Radio t-shirt signed by Eric and myself, or you think to yourself, gee, that would be a really great Easter gift for somebody. Um... We are going to have a howling contest, but here's the trick. You have to be willing to humiliate yourself either on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitter. The videos have to be live for the public to see. And if you could watch me and Eric howl at the end of last week's episode, I know you guys got the cojones to do it. So on that note, that is all we have this week. Uh, very interesting stuff on the Dijin and like Eric said in my opinion I mean there's no difference Jin and demons I mean there's just too much correlation they, they are demons from, from just another viewpoint if you will mm-hmm. so uh, so until next week where you will find us same time same channel my name is Justin and I'm Eric If you enjoyed this episode of Parachute Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, parachuteradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day.
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.